A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Having family in the IT biz. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I am happy to report that we have got sunshine in the forecast this week, five minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning, 14th day of September. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Yeah, that's right. We may see a few clouds yet today, but the good news is we're warming up and more sunshine's on the way. 72 is our expected high for today. Tonight, down to 57. Tomorrow, sunshine and dry, 80 degrees. Wednesday, sunshine and dry, 79 degrees. We keep that sunshine going right on through the end of the week. We're going to be talking with Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, in about 15 minutes about all those details. Also up before 6 o'clock, I am so happy to report that for basically the first time in 20 years of tracking American opinion, farming and agriculture has now gone to the top of the list as the most trusted industries. Consumers, obviously, turning to farmers and agriculture in light of COVID-19. We saw an 11 percentage point jump in uh, people's opinion of agriculture. Talking more about that after 5.30 and also talking about it a little bit with Brenda Murphy from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. You know, they're always working to try to make sure that your dairy checkoff dollars are helping to reach those consumers with correct information about what you do on the farm, how you take care of animals, how you produce top quality product. And the obviously the message is getting through. Brenda's talking with us about that after 5.30. Joe Biden. To fix the economy, we have to get control over the virus. I'm releasing a plan to save lives in the months ahead. We need to increase federal support for testing, doubling the number of drive-through testing sites. We absolutely need a clear message from the very top of our federal government that everyone needs to wear a mask in public. Every single frontline worker should have the personal protective equipment that they need to be safe. We need to support schools and child care programs so parents, if and when they can return to work, are confident that their children will be safe and cared for. And finally, we need to protect the populations most at risk, our seniors, vulnerable populations with pre-existing conditions. We need real plans, real guidelines with uniform nationwide standards. It's a simple proposition, folks. We're all in this together. we got to fight this together. We'll emerge from this stronger because we did it together. I'm Joe Biden. Candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Technology, innovations, I'm not sure that we've paid more attention to it ever before in agriculture and in our own lives than we are now. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Tell you what, uh, some of those things that we look at as technology and innovations uh, have a little age on them now. We're becoming more and more familiar with the finer points of a lot of the technology that we use on the farm, Bob. And it seems like every time you turn around, there's a new software upgrade. There's a new uh, apparatus. There's always something to be added on, adjusted, or changed when it comes to technology on the farm. And some folks have been living with that uh, kind of change for a while, huh? Yeah, a couple of decades, as a matter of fact, Pam, we're talking about robotic milkers. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And about 20 years ago, Pete Tinnegi, who was at that time a member of the State Board of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, had a chance to travel overseas. 
and he got to Europe and he got kind of mesmerized in the Netherlands by looking at their robotic milkers. I can do that at home, Pete thought, and he has. We had a chance recently to talk to Pete and his son, Charlie, about their 20 years experience with robotic milkers. In fact, they caught up with Pete on his birthday, as a matter of fact, and uh, he's still excited about these robotic milkers that he first learned about and saw firsthand in the Netherlands. Well, we were over there looking at manure regulations. The Netherlands uh, has, uh, is a country about a quarter the size of Wisconsin, but has almost as many cows, plus they got a whole bunch of hogs and, and lots of people. And so they had to face the manure issues before we did, and we went there to see what they were doing. And one of the research farms we, we were on, they had a milking robot. Well, I had read about them, but had never seen them. And we had plans on the drawing board for a 300-cow barn with a, a parlor and, and everything. And, and we saw the milking robots, and, uh, whoa, you know, we had no experience with hired labor and thought, well, maybe that would work. Um, and, of course, the, the Lele company was interested in getting into the U.S. They were in uh, the Netherlands and in Canada, and uh, so that's how it all started. But it took a lot of modifications. We know barn design has to be specialized. The robot itself, were you confident that uh, what Lele had to offer was going to work in this country, or did you have to modify it from the European models? What did you put in? Well, we built a new barn specifically for the robots. I went to Canada and looked at some farms up there and uh, kind of copied a barn up there. And uh, since then, we would, we would make some changes if we do it, o- would do it over again, but the system has worked for 20 years. And how many cows? You said you, you built a barn, you were going to go to about 500 cows. What did this mean as far as the operation? Instead of going that way, the conventional way at that time, to the robots, what did it mean as far as cow numbers, hired help you didn't have to have? It changed your thought process a lot, didn't it? Oh, quite a lot. Uh, we were milking 45 cows in a uh, stall barn, and my son Charlie came into business, and we wanted to expand. And so today we're milking 119, I see on the computer here, on the two robots. And uh, that's near capacity, about 60 cows per robot. Now, the new robots, uh, there's two or two newer models than we have now, and they will do about 70 cows, um, but something like that, more than these. And But the technology has improved so much in 20 years. And when we first heard about robots, the, the naysayers, so to speak, were saying, well, they're not going to last, they're not going to guarantee that they're going to depreciate really fast. What kind of success, I guess, or did you have or experiences with that early robot as far as lasting and doing the job well we used the first robots 10 years and trade them in on the newer model and ironically i had made my last payment on the first robots when we put the new ones in but there was residual value to the old ones and we traded those in and so uh the payback on the second robots uh was faster than the first of course we knew what we were doing too the the uh, learning curve is kind of steep and uh, but the company has really stepped forward and and has been a big help uh, with the transition to uh, people who go to robots now. What was some of the big? What were some of the biggest learning curves that you had to undertake when you got it on the farm? That uh, you know, I didn't expect this, but we worked through it. What'd you find? Well, 
what what to feed in the robot and what to take out of the total mixed ration to get the cows to go to the robot and and just the training of the cows and and we couldn't go look at a neighbor's barn to see how they built it you had to go to canada and then the regulatory people they were kind of a pain in the butt to start with they're pretty good now but early on that was some challenges what about the expense when you talked about the conventional system you were going to put up versus all of a sudden now you went over to Europe and saw these robots and you know robots aren't cheap but what no. when you penciled it out how did it come out with all the things hired labor all the things that were in one and not in the other system well we uh, say when a person buys robots you prepay labor and uh, we all know that labor is getting more expensive and harder to get and uh, and so we have uh, very, very low labor costs. We have a neighbor kid who works for us part-time, but otherwise it's just family labor. So uh, we haven't had to worry about attracting more labor and things like that. So that's been, the labor is, is a big challenge on it. So what were the challenges that, uh, that you faced as I look at uh, some of the things that you've said in the past? I mean, things we don't even think of. Stainless steel was a problem. Getting the cows from the bunk to the robots, things like that. Yep. Uh, how much uh, head scratching did you have to do? Saying, "Boy, was this the right decision?" Oh, it was. It was years of head scratching. Um, and cow traffic was the biggest thing. Just how to get the cows attracted to the milking robot. Um, over in Europe and in Canada, it's more in Europe. They feed a lot of their forages in the bunk, and all their concentrates get fed in the milking stalls. So there's really easy to get cow attraction that way. Um, Lele's experience with a TMR was very minimal, and so they didn't quite understand. I mean, in the U.S., I look at a TMR as you fill the cows up and make them lazy almost. I mean, they fill up on feed, they lay down, make milk, you get them up, and you bring them to the parlor. And uh, that didn't work with the robots. Um, so it, it was a lot of work to try to figure out what we take out of the TMR and feed through the robots to uh, get the cows attracted to the robot. And one of the thing with the robots is the fact that uh, you don't have to be in the barn. Your cell phone will ring if there's a problem. What about the cow dairyman contact? You guys have to make an effort to be around the cows? Yeah, and that's early on a lot of people made the mistake of flip the robot on and think you could walk away. Um, you still got to spend a lot of time with your cattle. Uh, just looking at reports on the computer, uh, health lists and stuff like that, and then going out and observing those cows and just walking the barn seeing what the cows are doing. Um, the beauty of it, though, it's not 5 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock at night. It can be any time uh, to fit your schedule, no matter what's going on. So that's that's really been a plus to the system that uh, it can be 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. It could be 4 o'clock in the morning. We could start on chores just to, if there's crop work or family obligations going on. It's just it's a nice varied schedule. And your dad told me a couple of minutes ago the inspectors were a real challenge when you got started. They're getting better now. What did he mean by the inspectors causing you some challenges? Oh, yeah, we had a local inspector that made the comment he'd never allow milking robots in because they don't work. Um, it, it new technology and, and for the regulatory people to get on board with the new technology and realize that it does work, we can ship quality milk. Um, it's just, it was new for us to try it, and it was something not even on their radar or possibility they had seen. So uh, it was a lot of education, a lot of dismantling 
milking units so the they could see everything the milk came in contact with and that's where uh, some of the stainless steel wasn't polished to u.s standards and different stuff so just stuff you don't see or hear of today because there's so many more robots um it was a challenge getting everybody on board to start out with and being a younger modern farmer you're on a keyboard a lot does the robot or can the robot overwhelm you with information about the cows or can you adjust it so it's what you need and not overwhelm you uh, not bad at all it's the program that we run now is a lot more user friendly than the original program we started with um, and I help uh, some new farms with our dealership get set up and going and there's people that are very computer savvy and people that know how to turn the computer on but uh, usually within the first month they've got it figured out and uh, it's very user-friendly to find the reports you need to find uh, I do get health alerts and stuff on my cell phone um, or calving alerts on my cell phone so I mean it, it's not overwhelming um, but there is a ton of information you can gleam off the herd and Charlie going forward what's some of the new technologies that uh, Laley and other companies that produce robots are providing now and I would assume that uh, you guys are going to continue to to keep upgrading to keep the operation modern and up to speed so to speak yeah yeah um we're actually looking now at replacing with the latest generation of robots um part of the driving force the new technology on them um our robots now we've got somatic cell indication on them um along with uh collars that give rumination and heat activity and a lot of stuff uh but just it's like a 10 year old computer compared to a new one there's just they're quicker they're faster um, and there's more options on them. Do you think if your dad hadn't gotten robots 20 years ago, you'd still be in the business, or your son Jacob would be as excited about milking cows? Not sure. Um, there's a lot of farms around here that have gone out of business because of hired help, and that that was our biggest fear, uh, managing people, finding people that want to milk cattle, and uh, this factored that out of the equation. So uh, it, it's made... It's the only way I'll milk cows with robots. And as we're uh, in the middle to the end of August, uh, big activity in your family. So what are you going to get your dad for his birthday? I haven't figured that out yet. You got any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> Buy him a new robot. There you go. There you go. We're working on that. Uh, Charlie, thanks for your time and uh, talking about the robots 20 years after. Thank you very much. All right. Charlie and Pete Kanigi over at Kanigi Farms. They put the first robots in in the United States to milk their cows 20 years ago. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. 
Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If your walls could talk, what would they say? I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. At Wuffles Hybrids, our family recipe for success has been handed down for three generations. Take two parts high-performing hybrids, mix with one part unmatched quality, then finish it off with our secret sauce, superior customer service. Some people may say it's impossible to get the best hybrids from an independent, family-owned company, to which we'd say, have your cake and eat it, too. Mmm, Wuffles Hybrids, quite possibly the best hybrids you can buy. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All right, 522 and time to get up to speed on what's coming our way weather-wise. Stu Mock, Ag Meteorologist, joining us on the phone. And boy, I like what I see coming my way, Stu. It looks like to me, Pam, a whole week of, oh, can you stand it, dry weather with temperatures that are going to warm up to well above normal midweek. And again, a little cooler than normal by the end of the week. But I like the dry factor. We're getting corn silage made, maybe getting a little hay, try to sneak in, too. This should work out to our advantage. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compier Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733. Or visit Compeer.com today. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, well, a pretty fine day, some fog this morning. We may see a little smoke from western fires in the atmosphere as well today. I'll say partly sunny, but even more sun around by later in the daytime. Not bad, low to mid-70s, warmest in western Wisconsin. Northeast winds become southeast today about 5. A warm front does push up out of the south. More clouds early tonight. We cleared out overnight, falling back into the mid-50s. Southeast winds at 5 to 10. Sunny, warmer Tuesday. In fact, mid-end upper 70s. Southwest winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25. A weak cool front will slip through by mid and late day Wednesday in the west. Wednesday night in the south, sunny and warm ahead of that upper 70s, maybe an 80 in the west. Southwest winds 5 to 15, and then they become northwest. We cool off Thursday, Pam, 
back toward the upper 60s by Thursday. But staying dry. Staying dry. I don't see anything right into next weekend. Oh, I'll take all of that. Good deal. All right, Stu, we'll catch up with you tomorrow, man. Have a great day. Yeah. Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, keeping us up to speed on what's going on with the weather. And let's take a look around the state. In Eau Claire, you've got clouds. You're at 55 degrees. La Crosse, clouds in 55. Mauston, uh, a little fog out there, and they're at 52. Fond du Lac, partly cloudy in 57. Beaver Dam, clear in 52. At the airport, Madison, currently looking at clear skies, 55 degrees. Hey, don't miss anything. Remember, sign up for our daily e-newsletter. You can do it right now, MidwestFarmReport.com. You'll be all set up for the day. It's 525. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Dependable, hardworking, an essential part of our everyday life. Farmers, we appreciate you now more than ever. And you deserve an off-road vehicle that's built extra tough to take you way beyond the daily grind. You deserve the Can-Am Defender. The Can-Am Defender is the most capable side-by-side yet, and farmers receive a three-year warranty on all-new 2021 Defender models at Mad City Power Sports. Stop in for a no-contact test drive or visit madcitypowersports.com. Mako is ready to fix those dents, repair that collision damage, spray on a fresh coat of paint. With online estimates, contactless service, and our best price guarantee. Come to Mako and roll out refreshed. Go to mako.com to get started and to find a shop near you. Uh Uh-oh, better get Mako. Oh, your home is so hot, and your AC just isn't keeping up. When's the last time you got a tune-up? It can extend the life of your AC, and if you call Dave Jones, they're honest with you about if you need it replaced. Plumbing, HVAC, fire protection, and electrical. Call or text Dave Jones for service or a quote today. Dave Jones. DaveJonesInc.com. Your business is now ready to reopen. Make it loud and clear with banners and feather flags outside your business from Signs by Tomorrow. They're your partner to help do the heavy lifting in preparing your place for the grand reopening. Express your business standards on safety for customers and employees. Control social distancing with floor graphics and directions for public temperature taking and sanitizing. Enjoy your reopening from SignsbyTomorrow.com slash Madison. Business just got easier. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event! Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. 
By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. Or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Calm your nerves, clear your head, cleanse the palate. Happy hour, 4 to 7, in the sunshine, on the patio at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. This is how it's done. The University of Wisconsin... Is now have to quarantine two weeks, and it comes to men's hockey as well. What's going on with the university? Well, as it's much as you tri- know, it's a big trickle effect, and then and I'm sure RJ, you know, he has some thoughts too. Is that uh, it's and my, and my daughter's isolated at home, and she was on sorority fraternity role, and she's been isolated in her room like ever since uh, wow. we brought her back, maybe about five days ago. But it's 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 affecting the whole university, right? It's not just students; they're student athletes, and 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 when you see this kind of breakout happening. And uh, and how quick and, and rampant it is, you you got to shut down everything. Yeah. So it's just uh, they're not playing. There's no schedule of games coming up or any anything like that. So might as well just make it safe. You know, shut everything down. Let's uh, hit the reset button and and try to control uh, what's been going on here downtown. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, and, that's and I crazy. even saw uh, what was yesterday or the day before all college hockey, like all conferences, men and women made a joint statement that they're pushing back the start of the season oh, two really? weeks anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not just here at Wisconsin. Yeah, that's an outbreak that we've seen two sports delay for two weeks, but uh, college hockey as a whole is pushing back two weeks. Wow, that's crazy. Well, it's yeah. crazy, Barry. That's nuts. Yeah. I, don't, I'm, yeah. I would ask you what does it all mean, but I don't think anyone even knows, so – yeah, and and, I, and I would be surprised, and uh, RJ, I would be surprised to even you know play. I mean, if they play in with you know only a two week pushback, I mean, then that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be great. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I think I think we're just trying to all be optimistic here, but maybe maybe you can control a little bit because the numbers are down in terms of uh, how many team members. Um, you know, I don't know what's going behind the scenes. I haven't talked to Coach Strobel in a while. We, we should probably get him on. 
maybe next. Would love week to have the strobes on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's gonna have some free time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely is. I know. Well, he's uh, he's new. He's a newlywed now too. So I mean, he doesn't have that much free time. But yeah, hopefully we can get him on sometime. Uh, Barry Richter joining us right now. Barry, let's uh, transition now to the NHL. We're getting closer and closer to a team lifting Lord Stanley's Cup. What are we seeing in the NHL that's exciting you, my man? Well, I'm I'm, just, I'm still excited as day one, other than not having four or five games to watch every night. But uh, it's it's been awesome. It's been great. Uh, you have four teams left. You got Tampa Bay against the Islanders, you know, in the Eastern Conference, and then you got Dallas uh, Dallas Stars against Las Vegas Knights in the Western Conference. And and so what you, what, what happened though, and then I don't know if the uh, if the fans know this that are watching the games is that they're all in one location now. They're all in Edmonton, yeah. even because they, they look similar. I mean, it, it, whether it's Toronto, Edmonton, they still have the same sort of uh, design, I guess, in the seats, and they have the scoreboards and the and the you know the big, uh, I guess, you know, big screens that, that were going on. So he doesn't really know other than looking at the what it says at center ice. He didn't know where they were. That being said, uh, the Tampa Bay just jumped the Islanders right off the bat, uh, the game one, because the Islanders had to, had to uh, they played Philadelphia in a game seven, a tough, tough series, had to hop on a plane and go to Edmonton and play the next day against Tampa Bay, who was well-rested. That game was 8-2 if you saw that first game and just smoked them. So, um, and, then, and then you had uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, we got the second game. I really like Tampa Bay, guys. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard, hard pressed for Islanders to stop them. It's, uh, but they did lose a big player in Braden Point. Um, who knows if he's going to be playing in, uh, in, the, in the game uh, tonight. But um, as for that series, you got you got to like Tampa Bay really maybe doing it in five. Definitely. I know uh, talking with Barry Richter right now about the NHL playoffs, I know, um, Barry, when the Golden Knights, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights first came on the scene, you're like, you, I remember you texted me like, dude, you got to check out this intro they just had with this crazy night coming out as like, you know, the Vegas production. <laughs> but now we don't have any of that, obviously. But the Golden Knights, the one seed, and you don't have any other one seeds. The Islanders, we were just talking about a six seed, Lightning two and the Stars three. Has this, um, I mean, what, the Flyers were a one seed? The and the Knights we're talking about when it comes to like some of these lower seeds, I guess like the Islanders making it. I don't know, it's a three seed really that low. But was the has this um this tournament and the bubble they're in kind of uh, I don't know put in flux of how good some teams were as like reset nope, some guys. Nope. nope, not at all. And uh, as I've always said, it's this is the best playoffs in all of sports. I will stand by that. Is that because you have so much parity? And uh, and then obviously you had the huge layoff, so you didn't know who was. Who was going to come out of the uh, out of the uh, you know uh, I guess four month layoff with legs and who was going to feel good about their game and there's just, there's no surprise that these teams actually these these top four teams being at the Islanders uh, a lot better team than their their seeding shows they play a great game you got Barry Trotz who's their coach. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 535 now. As we roll our way towards 6 o'clock this morning, we're going to be joined with uh, Brenda Murphy from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Some very exciting news that was announced last week by the Gallup Poll. For the first time in their 20 years of surveying consumers, farming and agriculture are on the top of the list by quite a bit as the most trusted industries. We're talking about that with Brenda before we hit 6 o'clock. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday, September 14th. On this day in 1985, the Golden Girls made their television debut. 
a sitcom about four single older women living together in a Miami, Florida house. It ran for six seasons, but it is still around because of repeats, huh? And on this day, back in 1984, Wisconsin native Gene Wilder wed Saturday Night Live actress-comedian Gilda Radner in France. And now you know. Well, I want you to know that on Friday, that World Ag Supply Demand report that came to the marketplace was considered bullish. Uh, big adjustments as far as numbers were concerned. When it comes to states like Iowa, USDA's chief economist, Rob Johansson, talks about some of the big state trends that we've seen, and Minnesota comes towards the top of a list. Corn yield, we're expecting record yield in Minnesota at 200 bushels an acre. Record yield at Washington State also at 240 bushels an acre. We did see a deterioration in that Iowa crop down almost a little over 5% from last month, down to 191 bushels an acre. Soybean numbers coming in, record yields expected in Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and we did see a decline in yields in Iowa down almost 7% with that adverse weather we saw in August. That's USDA's ag economist, Robert Johansson. Now, here in Wisconsin, we are also paying attention to our trends. Wisconsin's corn production now forecast at 528 million bushel. If we realize that, we'd see average yields of about 182 bushel to the acre. That's up a bushel compared to the forecast in August. Now, as far as soybeans are concerned, right now we expect in the state to produce 110 million bushel of soybeans. If we get all that, it would be a new record high for Wisconsin uh, with over 109 million bushel produced across those acres. The yield is now forecast at 54 bushel to the acre on average. That is unchanged from the August forecast. So again, like we said, a lot of focus and emphasis, and rightly so, on states like Iowa, where they saw the terrible losses because of the derecho. But here in Wisconsin, we're looking pretty good, and obviously Minnesota looking good as well. So after that World Ag Supply Demand Report, can we keep this momentum going? We'll take a look at numbers next. Joe Biden. To fix the economy, we have to get control over the virus. I'm releasing a plan to save lives in the months ahead. We need to increase federal support for testing, doubling the number of drive-through testing sites. We absolutely need a clear message from the very top of our federal government that everyone needs to wear a mask in public. Every single frontline worker should have the personal protective equipment that they need to be safe. We need to support schools and child care programs so parents, if and when they can return to work, are confident that their children will be safe and cared for. And finally, we need to protect the populations most at risk, our seniors, vulnerable populations with pre-existing conditions. We need real plans, real guidelines with uniform nationwide standards. It's a simple proposition, folks. We're all in this together. we got to fight this together. We'll emerge from this stronger because we did it together. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. So Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped three and a half cents on 14 trades to a dollar fifty nine and a half. Forty pound block cheese that was up a penny and a half. Three trades to two sixteen and a half. Double A butter thirteen trades on Friday down a quarter of a cent to a dollar forty eight per pound. The fluid milk contracts in overnight trade are still holding pretty firm. Right now, we've got October milk up 9 at 19.30 a hundredweight. November milk up 11 at 17.80 a hundredweight. 
And again, like I said, that uh, World Ag Supply Demand Report on Friday, bullish, and we're continuing to carry that momentum this morning. December corn is up two cents at three seventy and a half. November soybeans currently six and a half cents higher. We're now over the ten dollar mark in Chicago, ten oh two and a half per bushel. July new crop wheat two and a half cents higher right now at five fifty nine and a half. Rolling into today's trade. So like I said, a lot of folks that are going to be paying attention to how the market continues to react in just a little bit. For the first time in 20 years of tracking consumer opinion, farming and agriculture have now ended up as the most trusted industries. That's according to the latest Gallup poll. Obviously, COVID-19 elevating what uh, people are thinking about when it comes to food and how they get it. We're talking about that Don't next. go anywhere. Our friends at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin stop by the studio in just a moment. Right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, you know, our dairy farm families, despite all the upheaval that COVID-19's brought to their world as far as markets, as far as our summertime activities, they're still out there plugging away, and they want to know where their dairy checkoff dollars are being invested. It's time to catch up with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, that is the group of dedicated employees here in the state of Wisconsin and outside our borders that are using your hard-earned dairy checkoff dollars to educate, inform, and research all about dairy 
for Wisconsin. And joining us today is one of the gals that's very, very close to that project, and that's Brenda Murphy. She is a director of farm communications and programs for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and more importantly, a dairy farmer herself, uh, dairy history, a part of her life. And now let's talk a little bit, Brenda, before we jump into some of the initiatives that are coming up and going on. You know, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, they're priority is to make sure that they're building trust in dairy products with our dairy farmers, with our dairy farming practices, with the consumers and our agribusiness business partners abroad. So give me a little heads up. You're on the cutting edge of these kinds of activities. What's coming up as far as uh, those kinds of programs? How do we approach continuing to build those relationships, build that trust in light of COVID-19 when everybody's got a question about where their food comes from? Great question, because coming up here in the middle of October is what's called National Farmer Day. And it's, you know, we all hear about those calendar days or or holidays. This actually was built just because it's harvest season, and it was a way to remind consumers way back many years ago that, hey, you need to celebrate what our farmers are doing and and, you know, respect what they have going on. It's not a bad time to also remember that there's some safety precautions to take as you're driving past those country roads and those fields, but we use it as an opportunity to give our farmers some voice within the media. So those consumers who maybe don't know a farmer get to learn a little something more about our farmers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than just a license plate, folks. I mean, I, everybody knows we're America's Dairyland, but today, with all the interaction that consumers have as far as social media, videos, things like that, uh, being ahead of that curve is absolutely critical. So, as a dairy farmer yourself, how should we approach our responsibilities in sharing the story? Or is do dairy farmers of Wisconsin have some collateral materials that we can help use? Well, yes, to all of those questions. So we know that so many consumers are looking to social media for answers. And, you know, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, whether it's on our America's Dairyland Facebook page or on Wisconsin Cheese, we are talking to consumers about where their food comes from, what it is, what it's um, known for. You know, our award-winning cheese is is found in 98% of grocery stores around the country. But sometimes consumers want to know the story behind that. And so not only do we tell the story about cheese makers, but we're also helping tell the story about dairy farmers. So on our Facebook pages and our social media sites, YouTube sites, we're definitely sharing videos about our dairy farmers and also helping our dairy farmers get out there in the fields, literally, and connect them with the local media. So, for instance, National Dairy Month was back in June, and we captured um, over 127 interviews with farmers across the state to share their story with consumers about what they're doing on their farm, how they're caring for their animals, how they're caring for the land, and still providing that delicious, nutritious product that they're looking for in the grocery store. What kind of response did you get? You know, the folks are, that are milking cows are probably saying, well, how, what's my return on investment, Brenda? And you're super sensitive that, to that as well. So what kind of value did you see from that social media activity 
during National Dairy Month. So that's the cool thing, right? Like, we didn't pay a dime for it, and yet if we would have, it would have cost over $200,000, but we didn't pay anything for it. It was free because people want to know about farming and they kind of want to meet a farmer. So this was a great way for us to get out in front of 195 million people um, for less than, you know, the pennies, right? It, I mean, we earned over $200,000 in media value mm-hmm. in being able to reach those people. And, you know, as a farmer, I get concerned about negative comments, right? I don't want to hear them. I don't want to deal with them, you know, as a farmer. And I, I less than 2% of the sentiment was negative. And and we have such great pride and support here in Wisconsin. That means 98% of the people had co- positive comments, positive um, reactions to to these stories. They really do love their farmers and farming. So that's that's something that, that farmers need to take to heart and go, okay, I know the negative can be bad and it's hurtful, but 98% of the people out there, appreciate what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I need to keep doing it. Yeah, You're exactly right. We always remember the negative more than the positive. But uh, it's people also have to understand, it's very good that Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is ahead on even the naysayers out there because we have seen an uptick during the COVID pandemic of anti-animal agriculture, anti-dairy people targeting agriculture, uh, just, you know, as people are kind of struggling on their own. Now, Brenda, you mentioned that Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin helped to spearhead the National Dairy Month campaign earlier in 2020. What happened there? What did uh, you guys do aside from the social media stuff? And what was the reaction on news outlets? Sometimes they start putting their hands up and saying, uh-uh, we're not, uh, we're not interested in the story. Were they still taking in the information? The news outlets were absolutely taking um, all the positive stories that they could. And what we found, like you mentioned, there were some negative um, uh, sentiments being pushed out by some anti-agriculture uh, um, entities. <laughs> but uh, with our help, our our media outlets just said, you know what, we're not running it. We want to hear positive stories right now. We know a lot of those um, initiatives aren't true and we want to support our farmers. So thankfully, they ran a lot of our information, um, asked, actually reached out and asked to get connected to dairy farmers to help them tell their story. Um, so it was fantastic to see that positive um, sentiment coming from our local media. It was great. And I think the farmers that, that they reached out to certainly appreciated that as well because any any positive support right now was was very much appreciated. Oh yeah. Well, and once those media outlets, if they do get a chance to connect with an honest to goodness dairy farmer, uh, those relationships will continue long after that story. Usually, they do. And I I'll tell a a, a short story. I I happened to be on farm for a um, interview by a Milwaukee station on a farm in Oconomowoc and. In the background, a cow is giving birth. And this cameraman, he was so ecstatic about this. He's like, I won't show it, I won't show it, I won't show it, because it's kind of graphic. 
But he goes, can I please tape it and show the studio, you know, the people in the studio because they won't believe that I'm here to watch. I mean, those are just things that you go as a farmer, like you have to step back and realize like, yeah, it's cool that you get to have a calf being born and it's never, it's never, um, it never loses its special qualities, right? But at the same time, you kind of get that feeling like, okay, but tomorrow there's going to be another calf born, or even in the next hour (laughs) there's going to be another calf born. But this was so unique to this person, and and to see his excitement, you go, yeah, this is why we do this. This is why people need to know. This Mm -hmm. is why people need to see how much we care about that cow and her calf and making sure they're taken care of. And, yeah, it it was cool. Yeah, it's a magical moment for all of us. But like you said, we have a tendency to take it for granted if we're doing it every day. Brenda Murphy is along with us if you're just joining us. She is the Director of Farmer Communications and Programs for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. That's where your dairy checkoff dollars are being invested in education, research, and promotion. Now, we started this conversation, Brenda, about National Farmers Day coming up October 12th. What can our dairy farmers do to make sure that they're helping to get the message out about what real Wisconsin dairy farmers are doing on their operations every day to take care of the land, take care of their community, take care of their animals? What do you, what do you suggest? Well, anytime they have the opportunity to share their story, they should. Um, we have resources, whether it be on our, our site, um, wisconsindairy.org, or on the national site of um, dairy, dairygood.org. there's plenty of information out there about how to get more involved, how to host a farm tour, how to have people at your farm and answer some of those tougher questions, and, again, how to just engage on social and still know when not to. Um, We know that there are individuals out there and organizations who just want to, quote-unquote, poke the bear, Um, but those aren't ones that you can change their mind or have a conversation with. So you just you just have to learn to ignore those and focus on those that really want to ask good questions and have a conversation and learn. They don't know what they don't know. So many of them haven't been on a farm in years. And this is their opportunity to get to know you as their neighbor just a little bit more. Right. So take the time and, and engage with them. Yeah, and you're right. Walk away from, uh, don't get in a fight on social media. You're always going to lose, and we don't need that. Very good thoughts and advice from Brenda Murphy, Director of Farmer Communications and Programs, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Circle that date on the calendar, folks, October 12th, National Farmers Day, when we want to amplify the voice and the visibility of our Wisconsin dairy farmers, all farmers, but specifically our Wisconsin dairy farmers. And as Brenda said, you can start with great information online. You can go to wisconsincheese.com, wisconsindairy.org, on Facebook, America's Dairyland, or reach out 